Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Astrological Intentions. I'm your host, Alex Reevy, along with the Mandala Mama herself, <laughs> Sandy Reevy. Hi, everybody. How are you? This is episode 129 and January 11th. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's get right into it. We have Monday, January 11th, Mercury conjunct Jupiter. Can see the distant shore. Tuesday, January 12th, Mercury square Uranus. Pop, 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 pen, paper, pencil. Tuesday, January 12th, new moon in Capricorn. Rebuild what was destroyed. Then Sandy's astrologically interesting day, Wednesday, January 13th, Mars square Saturn. Falling rock. And Venus trine Uranus. Surprise. Thursday, January 14th, Uranus stations direct. Time to get up and get on. And Sun conjunct Pluto. Clean your battery heads. Then Saturday, January 16th, Mercury in the shadow. Until March 13th. And Sandy's favorite day, Sunday, January 17th, Jupiter square Uranus. Let's go. Try to laugh. Then Talisman Times Sandy has coming up Saturday, January 16th to benefit from past occurrences and to be protected on all short journeys. Then Sunday, January 17th, to know the difference between spiritual and worldly riches. Then on the horizon, we have many, many things we'd like to share with you. One in particular is the invite-only seven-day intention challenge. So make sure to get your talismans, get them repaired, and register your talisman for your invite. Then in our house, Sandy and I are going to discuss mandalas and mandorlas. So stay tuned for this episode of Astrological Intentions. And the sergeant's here, where the night is totally clear, and your heart is fierce, and so you finally know you control where you go. Hello, Mandala Mama. I love that. You know, I'm coloring all the time. You really are. And they're looking fabulous. And speaking of which, so going direct to all of our listeners, thank you so much for, for listening to us, being here with us, um, you know, really communicating with us what you like about the podcast and your comments. We, this is, this is so much fun. This is why we do this. Um, and you also in doing all of your mandala drawings, you also I guess like took, cut some of them up and right. put them as gifts in our, our kind of like holiday gift bag for all of your subscribers. So this is a subscriber, a new subscriber of yours saying, um, dear Sandy and Alex, thank you. Thank you for the wonderful presence. So very, very thoughtfully of you. The talisman is so very special to me. I know that it will bring big benefits with lots of positive energy. I'm really looking forward to using the 2021 pocket planner. So helpful already. I also love the beautiful hand colored card making beautiful from crazy Sandy's true words to live by. Most of all, thank you for all that you do for me and for so many others. I am so blessed to have you and your wisdom in my life. Looking forward to 2021 with you. CCM. CCM signed CCM. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. No, you are know, you trying to figure out who that one is? <laughs> yeah. Um, the the because I I cut them up because I I wanted people to use them as bookmarkers. Right, and yeah. even in the planner, it it works perfectly, and it sticks out, and it's really bright and beautiful, and. Yeah, and we actually only have a few left of the pocket planners. Maybe I a think couple. Three over there. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on into the transits because this is a big week that we have ahead. So any any first, you know, first looks from Sandy the astrologer. Well, we start with can we see the distant shore? You know, the, the last week was a big week. This is a big week. Um, we're uh, let's get into it. 
Okay. So let's get right into it. Monday, January 11th, Mercury conjunct Jupiter. Yeah. Can we see the distant shores? Yes, we can. But how do we get there? But the idea is, let's just picture them. Let's picture them in our minds. Let's just vision them. We don't have to have the plan yet, but we can at least imagine. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we start off the week with on Monday, um, which is interesting as we were pre-chatting uh, before we started recording, mm -hmm. you know, be maybe because of this, it's really clear to me some of the things that we need to do. And um, we may just offer in the next couple of weeks, um, reopen up our Bali retreat. We don't know when we're going yet, but just for a to see you know, those distant shores, you know, yeah, like to, to put down a deposit, you're not going to lose your deposit. You can use it for something else. But the idea is to see the distant shore. It's like, we, we don't know when we're going to go. We don't know how we're going to get there. We don't know anything, but start being that hopeful planner. Yes. Yes. Start building the ship that you're going to take to those distant shores ahead. Yeah. I love that idea. I, I, I'm will I'm willing to do that. All right. So, so let's, let's we'll open it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe in the next week or so we'll announce it again, but I really think that will be hopeful and optimistic for people to think that, uh, cause we had closed obviously our Bali, uh, mm -hmm. retreat for last year. We never, you know, what, three weeks before we were leaving, right. we had to shut it down. Right. Um, and so those people are going and, um, I want to open up some more space. And what I've loved too, is that all of the, all of the signups that we had for this past year, everyone's been so positive. Everyone's, you know, oh man, this is just going to make me want to go to Bali even more, you know, really staying home and, and feeling that like that barrier, that limitation, this is going to, you know, make me completely enjoy that new land that I'm about to discover. So I, I love, I love that. So can you see the distant shore? Will you come to Bali with us? So we, we'd love for you to come. Um, also, if you just are totally gung-ho and you just want to go ahead and email me, alex at intentionbeats.com, let me know and I can um, open up that spot for you. So let's move on. Tuesday, January 12th, we have two transits. The first is Mercury square Uranus. This happens at 9 a.m., and it's, I wrote PPP and then it was like pop, pop, pop. And then it was like pen, paper, pencil, because, <laughs> you know, it's like things are popping off quickly. You know, write these down, least you forget. Um, so it's, you know, Mercury, the planet of, of thought and mental activity is square. Uranus is about a quick, quick doses. Mm -hmm. um, so things happening very fast here. So um, that's why I called it P P P P P. Yeah. <laughs> or pop, 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 pop. Made me think about snap, snap, crackle and pop, but we're, we're going just all pops here. Um, and the second transit is the new moon in Capricorn. Yeah. This is at 23 degrees of Capricorn. This is at 11 PM exactly here in Chicago. All the times are in Chicago, um, rebuild what was destroyed. So use what resources you can from the rubble, mm. which reminds me that, you know, as a bricklayer's daughter and as a bricklayer's sister, uh, my mm -hmm. brother took over my dad's business and actually bricklayer's aunts, right. um, that, you know, really some things that are old can be remade, but you have to remake them. You have to reuse them in a different format. Mm. Right. So things have been destroyed. Right. This new moon is at the 23 degrees of Capricorn. And I, I like, Jupiter. I like that earth energy that we have going with this new moon, because it is about, you know, maintaining progress and trying to figure out, okay, like, you know, how can I rebuild from this? Well, Alex, this was the same time frame last year when we did our retreat called to build new roots. Mm, right. Because because this was the same aspect. Well, it was it was not the sun and the moon, but it was the Saturn Pluto hit at this degree. 
And so here is this, the brand new moon one year later, literally one year later at the same degree. So it is rebuild, um, use what resources you can from the rubble. Mm. And that means what has occurred this whole last year. There right. are things that are, can, you can benefit. Let go of some, clean it up, put it out by the front door, put it out in the garbage but there are some things that you can use. Oh my gosh. And, and yeah, that actually reminds me about the full moon that we experienced while we were in Mexico at the, at the retreat where we were building our new roots because we had no idea what was coming up ahead, but you, you know, in all of your teachings were like, we don't know what's coming up, but it is big. It is going to change the planet. Are you ready? Cause you're a participant in it. You know, so um, and then seeing that full moon come up over the mountains, over that island that's in the in the distant shore. My goodness, this is all coming together. It, but, it um, was an eclipse. It, oh, that's right. It was an eclipse. So beautiful. We had our fireplace, like our fireplace. We had our um, bonfire. We had all of our seats around there and we just sat in in sacred space with each other, just watching that rise up over the mountains that was our closing ceremony of what they had built boxes out of wood and clay and um we had put seeds in that we had gone down earlier and dug holes and put these boxes in the sand mm-hmm. because we were building and seeding and planting new but we and even at this point here here we are at the new moon a year later and you know what has grown, what hasn't grown, water, what has taken seed, what has taken root. We may not even know what it is yet, right? Right. New moons are a good time to set intention, but it's not coming to fruition yet. It's not time to pick the fruit. Right. No. Yeah. Not yet. So anyway, really interesting to um, um, pay attention to this time. Yeah. And Wednesday, January 13th is actually your astrological interest day. Yeah. This is called falling rock or ice. That's the Mars square Saturn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mars square Saturn at 502 AM. It's literally, you see the sign. I'm telling you, there is a sign there that says it's posted falling rock or ice step away slowly. Hmm. You'd rather watch from a distance than be at the center of it. Because this is Mars, the planet of movement is now in his detriment. Taurus, square, 90 degrees. This is tense. This is um, coming from kind of like a, when we say, you know, I got T-boned you know, kind of coming from out from the side, didn't see it coming. Right. Um, but the, I mean, it still can be coming from that 90 degree angle if it's falling straight down on top of you. Mm-hmm. So that's that, you know, you didn't see it coming type of energy. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's like pay attention. Don't get caught in the in-between. Right. It's almost like, you know, do you ever... Do you ever do this? And I think I might've mentioned it on our queue, on our year forecast that Susan and you and I did, um, where, you know, if you're in a busy highway, you're not going to walk between a car in a, in a, in a, in a flat, in a, in a concrete flower bed, you know, it's like, don't get caught in between this rock and this hard place. Hmm. So, you know, kind of stay, stay, stay full of tension, a full attention full of attention okay got be, it. Be, yeah because it's tension it's there's tension so be a tension be ahead of it it's like a starts the alphabet be in front of the tension a okay never thought of it like that <laughs> and Wednesday, still the same day, Wednesday, January 13th, your astrologically interesting day. We also have Venus trine Uranus. Surprise. Surprise. I like this. What? When? Why? Did the landslide uncover a long lost love? Because it's like, hey, you, you Capricorns, someone's planning your birthday. This is a mm-hmm. surprise. So it's a really interesting day that we start the day off with this 
crush and we end up this day maybe with a long lost crush. Huh, interesting. I could, use, I could use that same word, you know, the crush and then a love crush. Wasn't my plan, but let's see. <laughs> let's see. And Thursday, January 14th, we have two transits, Uranus stationing direct. This is at 2.36 a.m. Time to get up and get on. Literally, you may want to, well, I'm not going to tell you not to set your alarm on this day, but this day may be a day where you do feel very energetic and you get up early because, you know, this might be when you're due back to work or you feel like you should, or um, there's something different now that you may not be used to it yet. Um, but I'll give you till May 1st to get used to this Uranus, the planet of liberation, the planet of freedom, the planet that wants change, that it is now moving from six degrees where he has been stuck there. And I, when I say stuck, I mean stopped because, you know, a slow moving planet, which is the outer planets, he's been at this degree for six weeks. Hmm. So, you know, if anybody has this a six degree Taurus sun, moon, Mercury, if any, any personal planet there or a sensitive point, like a, like a angle, um, this Uranus has just been sitting there for seven weeks. So, um, but by May 1st, it moves into new territory. Um, probably between now and May 1st, we will be doing that Uranus in Taurus talisman webinar. Right. So I know it's not on the website yet, but keep your eyes open for when we announce that. Um, but, you know, if anybody has planets between 10 degrees and 15 degrees of fixed signs, and I say fixed because Uranus goes between 10 and 15, these are the new areas that Uranus will move into. Uh, so any, like I said, any plants or sensitive points, it's like, you know, up, raise your hand because um, you've been spotted. So there's an excitable excitement change on his way and you see my hand being raised. That is exciting. <laughs> um, I've got two and like I mentioned in the Q, Q1 that you know, to pay attention to intention beads, you know, that's actually my, um, my Venus and Midheaven are sitting right at 12 degrees of Taurus. So Uranus is hitting, we've been watching this come in Alex for about three years and we've right. been anticipating this. And so we know that there's going to be some change, which is why we've got a new website. We've got some new, you know, we've got, yeah, we're making it excited, exciting and we're giving surprises away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anybody that has any of these, these, like I say, planets or sensitive points, get ready for change and be on the excited line and not the fear line. Mm -hmm. Because you've got to just flip the coin from fear of instability to the other side of excitability. And, you know, that's still instability. You know, right. And I think that that's mainly just a shift, you know. Because to be in the fear is is not is not allowing the unknown. It's not allowing the um, that mis mystery in. Because once you allow that mystery in and you accept it and and you know that that change is is happening, it's eminent. That's where you can shift from that fearfulness and that you know almost like nervousness to that excitement. So it, I like that. It's, yeah, it's seriously you know for some of the um, my subscribers that are, that are having a, you know, a Uranus on a planet or a sensitive angle, um, they got the talisman. This is exciting. Yes. I so love that one. Change that around because, you know, Hey, a scary roller coaster ride. Well, you heard how I called it a scary roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. I could say an exciting roller coaster ride. Which one would you rather get on? Yeah, it's it's two sides to the same coin because yeah. there also is fear involved when you're excited, you know, 
but it's still but a roller coaster ride. Yeah, it's the it's the tingly, it's the tingly kind of anticipatory um, fear that goes into it. And so, really, and now, and now that it's moving direct, it's like it's time to move on. Like, what have you decided? Start moving. Uranus is. Yes. And same day, so uh, Thursday, January 14th, Sun conjunct Pluto. This is an interesting one. (laughs) This happens every year. Sun comes around and hits Pluto. This is at 8.19 a.m. Clean your battery heads. Remove the rust. All contaminants. All poisons. Get to the raw power. Burn. Burn, do a fire ceremony here. Get to your raw vitality. Yes. And I, I think that that's a, such a, well, because because I'm going to be talking a little bit about this book later on in um, our house, I've been reading this book. I just finished it. It's called Owning Your Own Shadow, and it's understanding the dark side of the psyche. And here, Pluto and and this isn't an astrology book. This is more of like kind of like a psychological book. And um, Pluto is is that is that shadow that we're talking about because it is so powerful. And what and what they discuss in this book is that our shadow side is everything that we push away. So it's it's not only the bad sides of us, but it's those like sides that people like will give us compliments like, oh my gosh, you're so, you know, organized. You're so loving. You're so this, you're so that. And if we push those away and we do not accept those, that is actually being pushed into our shadow side. So I just thought that that was really interesting because I always thought of a shadow side as like the dark side, you know, the, you know, the evil side. And it's, it's not really like that. It's just what is, what we do not choose to show within our own light. So I thought that that was really interesting because, you know, they say that once you can tap into this shadow essence, you are tapping into one of the, like, you're, you're pretty much plugging into the outlet of, of vitality there as well, because within the shadow, there is so much that is unseen that is untapped. That's, it's a huge treasure chest that we can open up and crack open. So well, I can't wait to hear more in our house. Stay tuned. Yeah. So Saturday, January 16th, Mercury in his shadow. Yes, until March 13th, you know, prepare to do these things again. Prepare to reconsider. Um, this Mercury will be in the, we'll get to 26 degrees of Aquarius and move back to 11 degrees of Aquarius. So at this date, Saturday the 16th, he moves into 11 degrees of Aquarius, which is why it's considered his shadow. He will retread these at these degrees. He's not retrograde till the end of the month. Let's make that clear. It is not retrograde. He's not moving backwards, but he just moved into uh, the shadow territory. Yes. As yes. you said, so in between, right? So between Thursday and Saturday, um, maybe you need to buy this book. We're working. Yeah. We're working on our shadow side. I'm, I'm good shadow. with that. I'm happy with that. I'm proud of that. Mm. So your favorite day is actually this upcoming Sunday, January 17th, Jupiter square Uranus. This happens at 4 50 PM. Let's go try to laugh. Now this is about big surprises and, you know, Jupiter wants to expand anything it touches. It's square. So it kind of comes in as a shock and as a uh, surprise, but I see this as, you know, uh, um, big surprises. I don't see it negative. It's almost like a a day of anxiousness. I don't know if that's anxiety, is anxious and anxiety. Is that just a different way to to say that? Um, To feel anxious, to get things going, Uh, to be, to be resilient and steady, to get, to get, uh, going. It reminds me, Alex, <laughs> remember when I started driving after, um, I, after being quarantined for like, I don't know, yes. 10 months or something. Yes. Um, because you would have the car all the time. And 
when I got in the car the first time and I would push the accelerator to go, the car would jump forward because I didn't have my, my like leverage properly tuned in to go slow on the accelerator. And I would go, and it would go like, and our, we would go bounce forward and come back and we would laugh. And so it's, it, this is re- reminding me of something that lurches forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is it something that you're laughing about or is it something that kind of, you know, gave you whiplash? But That's you know, interesting because Jupiter is kind of that, the jolly planet that would be willing to laugh at those, you know, sudden abrupt changes that go ahead and happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, hey, humor is by far necessary to keep our humanity <laughs> intact sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So there's just something about, you know, moving forward quickly in a lurch. Um, anyway, that's, and I've got that as my favorite day. Lurching forward with a big belly laugh. How about that? <laughs> something that just makes you laugh. I mean, um, it's like, it's a, it's just a big deal. Maybe and let's do a comedy show that day. And we are going to only have one of these passes. Sometimes, you know, Jupiter will retrograde back over and square Uranus again. It will not. Mm, it's only okay. one pass of this. All right. Well, let's move into talisman times. You have zero finished up. Um, however, we do have three upcoming. And the first is to benefit from past occurrences. I first collect what is due me up to this point. Then I conclude my association with said matter. I am happy with with these results. Mm. So this is early in the morning and I'm going after the first decan of Capricorn. And thank you, Nina Griffin, for pointing this out. It's about happiness, joy, closure. Um, And of course, the moon is... Um, applying to a sextile to Venus. So, you know, really nice to benefit of something, of of closing something up, wrapping something up. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that even if the past occurrences are difficult, are challenging, are, you know, traumatic, that we can still benefit from those because, you know, we were we were going through a few books today and in, in discussing what we wanted to talk about in in our house. And and one of those is the um, Jungian symbolism in astrology book that we that we like to dissect a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And um, and they said that and mm-hmm. even Jung said mm-hmm. a lot that you need to be experienced in order to be a spiritual guide, you yourself need to be experienced. You need to have these past occurrences in order to not only benefit you to really take on, you know, how, how your healing will be, but also to show others the way and to help guide them along their path. Can I just read it? I found it real quick. It's one second. Oh, sure. (laughs) But as Jung pointed out, we are all limited by the range of our experience and one cannot take a patient where one has not been oneself. Yes. So yeah, that's what you're referring to. And I know right where it was because it's highlighted in my book. Yes. And I wish I, I wish I could like just like pull on quotes like that, but I do not have that type of memory. <laughs> so um, Saturday, January 16th, your next talisman time is to be protected on all short journeys. Yep. This is the moon at nine... Yeah, about nine degrees uh, coming up over the horizon in the 26th lunar mansion um, at zero degrees of Pisces Um, to be protected on all short journeys. I get around safely from my door to your door. My travels around my neighborhood, village or town happens to be protected. I am safe in this vehicle. Hmm. Because it's Mercury and it's because it's also, well, the moon is in a sextile to Venus, not Mercury, sorry, Um, because it's the 26th lunar mansion, that it's about having protection nearby. Right. So this has to be something that you're moving uh, very quickly to, but you're using 
either you're, you're either walking or using a bike, you're using a car, you're using a Right. You're using the vehicle, which is like really anything that you can use to just transport. It's not a plane. It's not a jet. It's not a boat. Mm -hmm. It's something that you get to your village and around to your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to have that confidence in even, you know, especially if all any of the bikers are out there, when you are biking on the street, it, it can be a dangerous place. But the best thing that you can have aside from a helmet, of course, but the best thing that you can have on your own side is the confidence and the, and then, um, the awareness of where things are and how things are moving. So that just, yeah. to me, I, I like, I like best the protection on bikes because <laughs> I, there's no padding. So, um, Sunday, January 17th, you have the final talisman time this week to know the difference between spiritual and worldly riches. I hold both in all riches of the universe. These are what I hold in my hand of material matter and what I can feel surrounding me. I have them all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the third decan in Capricorn. Thank you, uh, Nina Griffin, um, which is about intensity of desires, control, accumulation. Um, and it's about, you know, they talk about the holy book um, in this, in this um, decan, the third decan of Capricorn, um, where it's, it's the tale of the fish, which the fish suggests worldly riches and abundance and that it's pursuing spiritual goods at the same time. Hmm. So it's material, material and spiritual. Yes. And the symbol of the fish is going to be coming back in when we discuss in our house. So we have um, two other, tra- other talismans that we want to describe. The orbit of the month is I desire the unusual. And this is a, um, a Uranus style talisman that, that is about, you know, desiring the things that are extraordinary that are out, out, out there. And that are unusual. Mm -hmm. Like, what did I tell you today? Like, I was even like, oh my gosh, I think, and I liked, I don't, I didn't have not minded this quarantine, but today I was like, yeah. I mean, I even just crazy. I, I did something unusual today because it was like, okay, Saturday, I really, I didn't really have, we didn't have an event. Of course I don't have clients on Saturday. I don't have any talismans to make today. I knew we had to do our podcast and I do all kinds of other work, but I got up and got in a candlelit bathtub, bubble bath, by the Ooh. way, when I got out of my pajamas and before I got into my my outfit for the day before I even had my coffee. (laughs) So, and that's where I was in there just, just picturing myself in Bali again. And that's where I was like, I want to give others hope that we can be in a place of peace and we can desire the unusual because I'm getting tired of usual. Yeah. Just a bit. (laughs) I even am. I got right. 12th house. And so the other talisman we wanted to talk about was the great conjunction webinar and talisman. So this is now available for download. As soon as you order, we get your talisman ready. We print your card and we send it off to you so that not only will you have two different webinars that you can look at, research, understand where this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction works in your own specific chart, and you get a private session emailed to you from Sandy going over specific details of your own chart. So this talisman is, is very unique. Um, we will be having some more talisman making webinars happening later this year, but this great conjunction was huge for 2020. It was huge. Everybody needs this. And I made a limited number of beads at that time. Um, everyone needs this one. This is about moving from the earth economy into the air economy. 
And um, you also get like three or four pages of specific dates and descriptions on what to expect for 2021, just with the Jupiter Saturn. Um, so especially if anyone has their, their, their perfected time Lord of either Jupiter or Saturn uh, need this. I think everybody needs this actually. Yeah. And they're beautiful. I, I, um, I received a picture from one of our attendees with the bracelet and it, and, and she had a pretty petite wrist too. And it just, it looked fabulous on her, just very, very light, very airy, um, because it is on this sterling silver. Um, and the message that she sent to me was the pictures do not do this justice oh, on the website we so, hear that all the time. It's like, we well, I could probably like, remember we used to have a photographer and I used to go into a studio with all of my products, all my intention beads. It would take right. a whole day. And the photographer, the photographer thought we were crazy because we would photograph every single product as opposed to the way that normal photographers work. They just say, oh, I'm going to take one picture of this like soda can and then the company's going to use it over and over and over again. <laughs> we don't. We take one picture of each product. Of uh, the one exact thing you're going to get. Right. There's no guess here. <laughs> right. So moving on to the horizon, we have finished up our January forecast broadcast that that is on Facebook Live. This is a very special broadcast because it's two hours long. It's a very special one where Sandy and Susan went over all of 2021, specifically looking at January's dates, um, but they went through the entire year giving you their favorite days, their challenging days, what they thought was, you know, coming up and what was, you know, on the horizon. Also, this is the first time that we've had a cheat sheet for you all. And this is a PDF download that you can get on our website and directly from this PDF, you can write it into your calendar. You don't even have to listen to the two hour broadcast. Oh, you have... <laughs> You can, and I, I recommend it because you're going to learn a whole lot more. Um, but if you're if you're strapped for time, download the cheat sheet, and you have all of those dates and a little bit of the meaning that Sandy and Susan um, write in there for you, so that you'll be able to follow along with the astrological dates. Then January. So that's ahead. ten dollars. Yes, the cheat sheets are ten dollars, and it's immediate download. So it is in. As soon as you check out, it is in your hands. You can download it, print it. You can add it straight to your calendar. But then let's talk about the February, uh, the next one we'll have or throughout the rest of the year. It'll be one hour. Sure. And the next one is January 30th. It's a Saturday at 10 o'clock. Yes. Again, Susan and I go through just February. And again, we will have a cheat sheet for February. I did my portion today. So Yay. Susan, Susan texted me today. I said, okay, my, my February's in there. And she said, oh, pressure's on. <laughs> that's, that's very impressive. Susan's normally, you know, pretty gung ho about those types of things. So I'm impressed. The Pisces beat a Capricorn. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Because the Pisces is, is floundering around wondering what else to do. Like, what can her. I do? I'll do work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yes, we would love for you to come January 30th. This is the CWS February forecast. The links are in the description here, um, or you can head over to our Facebook, um, which is facebook.com slash intention beads, all one word. So I wanted to talk about our invite only. This is our first and one of a kind event. It's a seven-day intention challenge. And what this is, is a we're coming together daily via virtual Zoom calls. And for 30 minutes a day, you and your talisman wearers are going to be learning more and more about creating and manifesting with the talisman. So I'm really excited about this. Every single day, we're going to have a new theme to talk about. Everyone's going to have a... Um, a breakout room that they go to, to discuss and to announce their intention and their affirmation. 
so that the people around them are listening, are experiencing it, and are supporting them. Yeah, it's not so much a discussion group on their part, right? Um, like you said, we I have a teaching moment, and then um, depending how many we have, we are completely open to have as many. Um, we are we are not limited. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have your intention bracelet with you. You need your card with you. You're going to repeat the intention. You're going to repeat your affirmation. And then you're going to get to your gratitude piece. And then we're going to move on to the next person. The idea is to have circle because see, we would be at a retreat right now. And I want right. to have a mini retreat. And I'm like, I don't know how many retreat. I don't know how I can't, I, I can't wrap my head around that, but I can certainly do a seven day challenge for, um, honing in your intention of what you said you wanted, whether right. it was a personal intention bracelet, whether it was a universal intention bracelet, but these are the all clay bracelets that, um, you know, that are, that I've made. Yes. So we are so excited about this. This yeah. is again, invite only. So if you have received your invite, you will be receiving it from my email, alex at intentionbeads.com. And if you have not received it and you are wondering why not, you can go ahead and email me to alex at intentionbeads.com. So I think that's it for on the horizon. Let's move into our house. So let's move into our house. I'm really excited. We have a very interesting discussion that I'm 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 very excited for. We are going to be talking about the difference of mandalas and mandorlas. So I think a lot of people have not probably heard of mandorlas, mandorlas. I I don't exactly know how to pronounce it, but mandorlas. I'm pretty sure that's it. I, I honestly have never heard of it. So let's start, let's start with mandalas. Tell us about mandalas. We've heard of mandalas. It's, it's the word mandala is a Sanskrit word for a circle. And it's a combination of the root word manda, which means essence with the suffix la meaning container. So really it's, it's a circle, but a mandala is a container of essence. And it's the symbolism that mandalas are frequently used by Buddhist monks for focusing attention and is used as a spiritual teaching tool. So, you know, mandalas have appeared in many of uh, many cultures, including the circular Aztec calendars, Islamic tile designs, and the Christian rose windows. The resurgence in the modern Western world is largely credited to the psychotherapist Carl Jung. In his autobiography, Jung wrote, I sketched every morning in a notebook, a small circular drawing a mandala, which seemed to correspond to my inner situation at the time. Only gradually did I discover what the mandala really is, the self, the wholeness of the personality, which if all goes well, is harmonious. So I really liked what Carl Jung wrote. You know, we, we, we've been studying a lot of Carl Jung as an astrologer and as the, um, the psychotherapist you know, today, many people gather, and I don't know if you've ever watched one. I did. It's amazing to watch traditional Tibetan Buddhist monks make sand mandalas. Mm-hmm. They're like, they create it by using these colored sand, which is poured in tiny, minute portions to create various ge- geometric forms. And we saw that when we were in India, they would make it even out of some spices sometimes. Right. It was it's awesome. beautiful. A monk must undergo years of training before he is allowed to make a sand mandala. These sand mandalas are made in four quadrants by four monks. The monks begin sitting in the outer portions of the mandala base, facing the center. And then they stand when the, when the mandala is halfway completed. And this mandalas are made in such a manner that the details all face the center. So imagine the details in the quadrant facing the viewer appear upside down and those in the distant quadrant appear right side up. Hmm. How are they doing that? Anyway, this is another uh, wonderful 
kind of reason and description that I have literally been coloring mandalas. Sometimes I finish one whole page um, in one evening. So I've been doing that for, I'm going to say two years now. And they say that it's very healing, that mandalas are the, that symbol of wholeness, that symbol of well-being, that everything is in alignment and where it should be. And I thought it was really interesting that in both your resource and mine, it talks about Carl Jung drawing a mandala every morning to keep his sense of balance and his sense of um, duty with his studies. It's and maybe that's why I've been doing it. And I really feel that it is, has been my new hobby. <laughs> I even looked into drawing my own mandalas, which is another whole investment that, you know, I don't know if I have the time or the wherewithal, the girth to start mm-hmm. something new, um, since really I'm a talisman maker. And but, it does, it yeah. even says here too, that mandalas are devices that remind us of our unity with God and with all other living things mm-hmm. that not, it not necessarily means that we are whole, but we are a huge part of this, this whole unity, this whole universe. So I like that, that we are one of those little intricate pieces of sand in this huge cosmic force. That's beautifully said. And what's so funny, you know, I think my mom or someone has asked me many times, how do you like, oh my gosh, this one's beautiful because I have now inches of stacks of finished mandalas and some may take me a week. Uh, The intricate ones will take me a week to do. And they're beautiful in the way that you pick the colors. Well, that's what I was going to talk about (laughs) because I let universe pick the colors for me. Literally put my hand over in the bag, or sometimes I have now, Alex, you should see what I have. I have like a big jar. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a planter because I've got some, so many different tones and colors. Hey, it is oh, how <laughs> hilarious. I have to set my Alexa to remind me to eat. <laughs> um, but, um, and I just put my hand in and pick it. And, and, it, and that's part of my amazement. Mm-hmm. of as I'm making the mandala, the color is picking itself and man, it just kind of shows up for me. And I'm very proud of every single one. Now I have favorites, but I don't know if you know what I'm doing with. I started, I got a really big uh, piece of a canvas <gasps> and I've been cutting some of them out and I'm making a huge wall hanging. It'll kind of look like what I used so to cool. What I used to make as, um, you know, I used to be a big quilt maker mm-hmm. and this is, I'm going to be u- making a, a photo quilt with these mandalas that, is, that I've been using for t- two, two years. Although I made another one last night, I'm going to color another one tonight. I've already picked it out. So anyway, talk to us about mandadras. <laughs> Mandorlas. Mandorla. So, so the mandorla is also, you know, a healing symbol. And it has its roots in um, like more like medieval Christianity. And the way that it came about, um, it's the almond shaped segment that's made when two circles overlap. So what I thought of mm-hmm. a lot is, you know, that intersection, that, mm-hmm. that place right in the middle of duality, because mm-hmm. with, without one, you can't have the other. There is that intersection. and so. It says um, it's an almond shaped segment that is made when two circles partly overlap. It's not by chance that mandorla is also the Italian word for almond. This symbol signifies nothing less than an overlap of opposites that we have been, you know, innately given. Generally, the mandorla is described as the overlap of heaven and earth. There is Mm -hmm. not one of us who is not torn by competing demands of heaven and earth. The mandorla instructs us how to engage in reconciliation. Christ and the Virgin are often portrayed with framework of the mandorla around. This reminds us that we are part that we partake in both nature of heaven and earth. Christianity makes a wonderful affirmation of the feminine element of life by giving it a place, giving a place in the mandorla 
and the virgin sits there as often as Christ does. So um, also it, so when, when these two circles really come together, it is those, that sense of like duality, sense of this place where, you know, things intersect. And earlier in the, in the chapter of this, um, it's well, called, the name oh, of the book? Sure. It's Owning Your Own Shadow, and it's by Robert A. Johnson. And um, I actually heard about this book from Beth Davis when we did an event with her. And um, so earlier in the, in the chapter, they broke down the root word of religion. And so it's, of course, like a Latin-based word in re, meaning again, or to reinitiate. And religion is or that you know latin root word was to bridge or to connect to um to pair so it's about pairing again and that's you know something that was actually healing for me to hear because now i think there's a big charge when it comes to religion because that sometimes you know religion is used as is kind of like a a harmful tool towards others. It's not necessarily about the unity and it's not about that intersection of like where we come together and what we have in yeah. common. It's more like judgment. Right. And it's, yeah. And it, and it, it is sometimes shown as like more of a separatism, especially like when it comes to different religions. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and I don't, and I don't like that being so secular because it's like, we're all, we're all here to connect again. <laughs> We're here, like you know, this this is yeah. me connecting to um, the divin the divinity of uh, that's surrounding, but also the divinity within myself. And so, then it goes on to talk about it is good to remember that the old symbol for Christ, the two lines indicating a stylized fish, is also a mandorla. By def by definition, Christ Himself is the intersection of the divine and the human. He is the prototype for the reconciliation of opposites and our guide out of the realm of conflict and duality. Early Christians would make themselves known to one another in this way. Upon meeting, one would scratch a small circle in the dust. The other would make a second circle that was slightly overlapping, thus completing a mandorla. Hmm. This way of greeting at the time when Christians were severely persecuted was powerful and eloquent. It also has meaning for us today. If one has a statement to make, it is good to invite another statement, generally one coming from the shadow and thus making a mandorla that is greater than either point of view alone. So really like kind of like coming together, it doesn't have to be right on. It doesn't have to be this like you complete me, I complete you type of like you know, exchange or relationship. It is, it is about like, where can we find the similarity? Where can we, where can we really intersect and find this divinity here? So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoy. I enjoyed that book. I, I finished it last night and um, yeah. And you know what? I started again, my mythology. Ooh. Again, I, this, you know, seek the unusual, uh, you know, I finished my mythology class this summer, past summer and it was like, you know what? I'm going to, Alex, I opened up a spreadsheet. Did you hear what I said? I went to Google Docs. You know, it's a thing that's a, it's like a pyramid thing in color. And then I clicked that and then I found a, a dot, a spreadsheet. And I started spreadsheet about, because I wanted to really put those stories into, like, into a spreadsheet, into a written. And that'll be great. That'll be a way for you to you know, keep it organized and keep it easy and, you know, in your own words too. And so what my first, you know, started back at chapter one and they talk about chaos, right? Now this is mythology and this is the beginning of the world and that how Gaia, the earth uh, was created out of chaos with Uranus, which was the sky. And so that these were the two places that connected and, you know, literally it, it is that Uranus laid the sky, laid upon the earth, Gaia, and they had children. It was called the Heroes Gamos. And so it was like this sacred marriage 
anyway, you're kind of reminding me of really like the whole universe, just the word universe. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, in, in astrology, the ninth house is the house of religion and spirituality. Well, isn't it interesting that they hold religion and spirituality are, they represent the ninth house together. Right. It equates to what you believe in. You can how you can how you connect on that and that <laughs> on that higher plane. You can believe in both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and and even further in this book, they they do discuss um, like the shadow side of even religion, of you know, in say you know a, a Catholic mass, there as much as is discussed about light and the and the e like kind of like more like the ego being um so is the shadow i mean it is about sacrifice it is about these like you know kind of i don't want to say like cannibalism but it's like it's that eating of the flesh and the blood that's that's also like in in consideration like that's a very shadow side part um Mm -hmm. of that mass but um you know, in this book, they, they, they talk about a lot about, you know, the bigger the light, there's an equal amount of shadow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I found know. it. I found it interesting because, you know, in making talismans, you know, we have to align a, an incense to uh, a particular planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the frankincense in myrrh has to do with Saturn. And it's the frankincense and myrrh that we smell. I mean, you know, I was born and became Catholic. You were born and became Catholic. And that's, that's frankincense and myrrh is what you smell in the Catholic um, ceremonies. That's the ritual. So it's almost like they're consecrating in a ritual, you know, what they are um, asking for, you know, is like this long endurance and, you know, I mean, you know, yes, being in the Catholic religion and knowing um, not so much of the Bible, but knowing the the the, the sacraments um, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of the holidays that you, you need to fast in the Lent and the Good Fridays and the walking of the stairs and the, you know, um, all of the not to eat before you couldn't eat. Uh, it used to be. I don't know, 12 hours before you would take the Holy Communion. I mean, so many rules and regulations in that just for the purpose of, of respect hmm. and, and prayer. And which, which I think is affirmation is, right? The affirmation to me is the prayer. The mandala, the talisman, the, the, the um, incense is all in relation to a higher being whether it's spiritual or religion doesn't matter but believe in something yeah and make that connection so can i just end with this sure you know one of my favorite shows hamilton and in one of that he says to aaron burr what does he say he says stand for you know he just asks him to I forget the exact words, but it's a part of the song. He says, just stand for something. Oh, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. No, that's John Mellencamp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this was Hamilton saying to Aaron Burr, you know, you got to stand for something because Aaron Burr would always change to go into a route that he felt that he was better suited for where he could win. It's like, if you don't stand for nothing, just stand for something. Anyway, maybe I'll catch it next time I watch it. Maybe yeah. that's tonight's plan. Well, it does. Anyway. I, I quick looked it up. It says those who stand for nothing fall for, for anything. No, that's not it. That not that what John Mellencamp said? It says here, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? Okay. Well then that's, that's said that way. Mellencamp says something else too, something similar to that. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's smart. So anyway, 
Thank you all for listening <laughs> to this episode of Astrological Intentions. We love you. We send you lots of love. Of course, if you have any questions or you'd like to get in contact with us, alex at intentionbeads.com. Also, make sure to send out our podcast to whoever you think would enjoy it. So, oh, and don't forget about those reviews. We love the five-star ones. So until next time, see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Listening to our rambling. And the search ends here Where the night is totally clear And your heart is free